I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to go through the New Zealand Warriors' best 17 for 2024. A team obviously coming off a big high in 2023. A lot of expectation in 2024, which let's be honest here, historically, uh, the Warriors haven't handled overly well. But this is a different side to the ones that we've seen in the past, in my opinion. Uh, I think that they will still be a very good side in 2024. Will they be a top four side? I personally don't think so. Um, and will there be a top eight side? I think they're going to be right on the edge. I think that in 2023, the Warriors, they were the surprise packet. Um, they, I think they just shocked this competition and they played a little bit of a different brand of footy than what they have previously. Um, and I personally, and I said it all year, I thought it was personally pretty evident that the top teams, the good defensive side, sort of had the Warriors worked out. Uh, the other teams weren't able to handle uh, that right edge attack. I think it will get a little bit harder for the Warriors this year. Uh, you have a look. I mean, the reality is they had a fantastic season but didn't beat a top four team last year. Uh, didn't beat Melbourne. Didn't beat Brisbane. Didn't beat the Penrith Panthers. Uh, you know, they also played Brisbane during the origin period where they had a heap of guys rested and whatnot. So uh, the Warriors had a fantastic season. Uh, but I, I, I just question if they've got what it takes to beat those absolute top sides in 2024 once again. Um, this goes one of two ways. They either build off the back of what they did in 23, they take it to the next level, which I personally think they've actually got the squad to be able to do, um, or there's a little bit of a regression. For me, I think there will be a little bit of a regression. I don't think it'll be an absolute train wreck. I think that the top eight this year is going to be the most competitive top eight we've ever seen. Um, I think, honestly, there's about 13 teams that I could squeeze into my top eight if things go their way. Uh, the Warriors, definitely one of those. At the moment, I've got them sitting sort of seven, eight, nine, 
nine ten heading into uh, twenty twenty four. But uh, with signings like Roger Tuivasa, Shaq, some experience, and Kurt Capel arriving at the club, there are a lot of positives about this season for the New Zealand Warriors. Last season with AFB, potentially last season with Sean Johnson, obviously getting older. Uh, there's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to this Warriors side in twenty twenty four. They've got the team on paper. I just want to see them back it up. And I know there'll be Warriors fans at home getting upset um, and in the comments losing their minds, and that's fine. Said the same thing last year about the Cowboys. Said the same thing about the Eels. Uh, These two teams made big jumps last year. They went from, you know, sort of average sides. The Cowboys came from down the bottom of the ladder to make the top four, uh, and everyone was, you know, hot and heavy about them at the start of the year. They were going to kill it. They were going to do this, going to do that. I just sort of said, look – It tends to be teams that make big jumps. They tend to regress a little bit in their second year. You know, got all the abuse under the sun. Cowboys missed the eight. Uh, Parramatta, they made a big jump going all the way to the grand final. They missed the eight as well. The thing that I will say that is in the Warriors' favour, once again, is that they have added Roger Tuvasashek, Kirk Cable. They are positives. I think the squad is better. But I do still think there's a serious chance for regression, and I'm tipping them to regress a little bit. We'll happily wear it if they don't. We'll happily fall on my sword and cop it from all you Warriors fans. I welcome it. I love the passion that you have for your side. But that's sort of where I'm sitting at the moment with the Warriors. But when I have a look through this side, there's no doubt about it. It is goddamn impressive. Now, as you guys know, I'd like to have someone on to help me with these 17s. Obviously, the Warriors, a bit of a tough gig uh, flying someone over from New Zealand and whatnot. So I did reach out to a Warriors fan, Anton, on Twitter. Absolute champion fella. Very, very loyal Warriors fan. Been a very loyal uh, guru follower as well. Uh, So I just asked him for his best 1-17, to and he gave me a breakdown. He wrote me a Stephen King novel, which was fucking sensational uh, about the New Zealand Warriors. Had a read through that. I've spoken to a few other people to get my thoughts. We spoke about Roger Tuivasa-Shek on um, Beers and Break Evans the other day, assuming he'd play right centre. I'm pretty confident he's going to play left centre. Um, you can see for some training photos that way, and I sort of had it confirmed uh, by someone at the club as well. So Roger Tuivasa-Shek, we had that wrong on Beers and Break Evans. He will play left centre. I assume he will roam, but honestly, fuck knows. I assume everyone's going to roam and not many of them do. Surely Roger does, but I don't have any confirmation on that with Roger. Uh, So once again, we weren't overly keen on RTS Supercoach. Why is it right centre, left centre? It's a a bit of a hard pass from me, but hopefully chimes into the attack a little bit more than your average left centre. But let's go through this side. At fullback, Charles Nickel Clockstard. Obviously, uh, he's been a revelation over there. He's been fantastic. I still remember when he made his debut for the Warriors years ago. Uh, Wasn't really that impressive when he first made his debut in first first grade, made the move to the Canberra Raiders, was incredible. Uh, you go back to the 2019 grand final, Jack White won the Clive that night. Uh, Chance had to come from the field with about 15 to go simply because he'd gone too fucking hard. He was cramping up a million. Uh, Chance, a brilliant player. When you've got a guy like Roger Tuvasashek in your squad and he's not playing fullback, uh, that is a real credit to Chance. I thought he was fantastic last year. A great signing by the New Zealand Warriors and I think he's one of the sort of heart and souls of this side. So Chance, he'll be at fullback. The coach has already confirm that. Roger is playing centre. Um, I think that conversation is just about over. On the wings, these two boys pick themselves. DWZ coming off a career high year last season on the end of that right uh, attack. Uh, They were obviously fantastic, but I think there's a lot of tries that DWZ either scored or created that only DWZ can do. So I, I think that he sort of didn't get enough credit for what he did last year. A lot of people sort of Oh, you know, he's on the wing, on the good side. Anyone could fall over them. I think that's complete and utter bullshit. I thought DWZ was sensational last year. Uh, Marcelo Montoya, 
I think that when you saw uh, Tamare Martin go down on that left side, it sort of changed their attack a little bit. Lukey Metcalf came in, more of a ball runner, and it just meant that Montoya got a little bit less ball. But I thought he was very good last season, Marcelo Montoya. Very handy player to have here that he is training very well once again and looking the piece. So Marcelo Montoya, DWZ on the wings, I think they picked themselves there. In the centres, really interesting conversation. We assumed Roger Tilvasa-Sheck would be on that right edge. He will be at left centre for the New Zealand Warriors. I know that Anton had him at right centre as well. That's where he'd prefer to play him. And to be honest with you, if, if it was up to me, I probably would play him at right centre. Uh, but it sounds like he is going to play left centre for the New Zealand Warriors. Maybe he'll roam over to the right. We'll have to see. Right centre, uh, Rocco Berry, uh, Pompey. You've got young Ali who made his debut against the Canberra Raiders. I was actually down there for that game. Got sick as a dog. Shout out to you, Canberra. Uh, Ali actually obviously got injured in that game. Only lasted about 15 minutes, but I know the club holds him in very high regard. Uh, he's obviously a guy to watch in trials over the next couple of weeks. For me, though, I do think it will be Rocco Berry, um, son of a former All Black there. I've always liked Rocco Berry. He's been part of the CBAs for quite some time. Runs that really hard edge that SJ loves to use out there. Runs that really hard line, sorry, that they love to use out there. So I think Rocco Berry would have to be the favourite for right centre. Feel really sorry for Adam Pompey. Far from ideal for him. I thought he was really, really good last year. But uh, good footy sides, they're hard to get into. Uh, and the Warriors, it's a damn good footy side. It's hard to get into at the moment. Uh, the halves, SJ, uh, what a resurgent season it was last year. I thought his career was going to be over. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I've never been happy to be more wrong about a player. Uh, SJ was tremendous last season. A huge bounce back year. Uh, unlucky not to win a Dalian medal. Definitely deserved a Dalian medal. I think there tends to be two or three guys in every season that deserve a Dalian medal, but it can only go to one person. Um, he had a fantastic season, SJ, and hopefully he can back it up again this year. I think he really led the charge with the Warriors. He was the face of that franchise as he should be. Uh, a real spiritual leader as well. So absolutely love SJ. His halves partner, Good God, they've got some options. Uh, Tomato Martin, Chanel Harris-DeVita, Lukey Metcalf. I love all three of these guys. I'll be stoked to see whoever they pick. I don't care. Uh, they could have two injuries at 5'8", and I'll still love their 5'8". Metcalf has obviously been a favourite of mine for quite some time. I think he's a better fullback than any other position, but... I mean, Roger Tulvasashek can't get a fucking fullback jersey at the Warriors. Best of luck to Luke Metcalf getting one. Um, I think he's probably third string, 5'8", there, despite having a fantastic season last year. Um, I just – I don't know how you can overlook Tamara Martin, Chanel Harris-Tavita. Uh, I would say Martin's probably the favourite to land that spot based on performances last year. But I'll tell you what, I was devastated when Chanel Harris-Tavita left the Warriors a couple of years ago. I think he is such a wildly talented footballer, um, and I reckon he'll be a real sniff as well. Trials will be very telling, I think. I think you'll see all three of these guys play 5-8 at some point, whether it be injury, suspension, form, whatever it is. Um, and I'll tell you what, the halves in reserve grade for the Warriors. Obviously, Volkman, I don't think, going to be there. Needs to have a sh shoulder surgery. The halves in the reserve grade are going to be absolute, absolutely fucking stacked for the Waz. Great position to be in. There's a number of clubs in this league that would give their right arm to have one of these halves. Uh, they've got four of them. So in a very good spot, the Warriors. Depth is fantastic. Uh, and they'll obviously have an eye on how they're going to move past Sean Johnson when he eventually does retire and who's going to be that guy. Uh, very interesting to see which direction they go there. Uh, let's have a look at the middle forwards. Adam Fanua Blake, his last season with the Waz. He was fantastic last year. Dally M front row forward. Uh, he absolutely 
blew it away. I think partnering him, I think we might get uh, Bunty Arfoa in the front row there. I know Anton had him as his front rower as well. I wouldn't be against having like a Barnett or a Nair Corey as well. Uh, but I, similar to Anton, I'm a fan of if you've got a guy who can just maintain in the first 20 minutes, I like to bring on a bit of explosiveness a little bit later in the game. So I would probably go with Bunty to start. Uh, maybe like a Tom Arley, these sort of guys. Few options there. But Bunty Afoa would probably start for me. Wade Egan at nine had a tremendous season last year. I think that he is the most underrated piece uh, in this Warriors side. His timing at a dummy half with SJ is absolutely second to none. And, you know, it's quite often we see Dalen Matenis Lesniak, you know, diving over in the corner, landing in the crowd, putting the ball down, you know, within a bee's dick of the sideline, which is very impressive. But that all starts with the pass from Wade Egan quite often. His timing was tremendous. If Wade Egan fucks up his job, it screws everyone else. And he, he very rarely does. The timing that Egan, SJ and Chance have, it is second to none in this league. And I think that uh, I think that Egan didn't get the respect that he should. A guy out of the Penrith Panthers system, I remember watching him through the grades. I really rated him. Um, he was a bit slow to start his career, but he's really found his groove over there at the New Zealand Warriors, a wildly important uh, factor in this team. Uh, let's move to the edges. Jackson Ford uh, was tremendous last season, played on the left edge, came from... Uh, the Dragons, I said for a, the last few years, fucking a dead horse I was flogging the living shit out of, that Jackson Ford was wildly underutilised, gets to the Warriors, has a coach that backs him, plays some fantastic footy, fell off a little bit in the back end of the season, but I think that's just the reality of being an 80-minute back rower in this competition. It's fucking hard. I think Jackson Ford will be better for the run. Very keen to see how he goes this year. Which edge does he play on? I don't know. Kirk Capewell comes to the club. He's obviously played on the left edge for the Brisbane Broncos the last few years. I would assume you play Kirk Capewell on the left. I think they'll play Jackson Ford on the right. If you're not playing Ford, you've obviously got uh, Marata Nekore, who you can play on an edge as well. I'd probably start with Ford. And based on what the coach did last year, I think Ford will be the guy. There are a couple of young guys that you could uh, short ball into this side as well. Obviously, uh, Zion, um, you've got Laban, you've got Kalani going as well. A heap of very talented young middle forwards and edges that I think over the next few years are going to absolutely explode. I think they – I'm not sure if they'll be in the starting side to start this season. I think one or two of them might snag a bench spot. But once again, the Warriors' depth is so good that it's going to be pretty tough to get into this side. Uh, 13, the New Zealand Warriors, they have a warrior themselves there. They always tend to have this guy, whether it's a Michael Luck, a Kevin Campion, uh, Simon Mannering. Uh, Tohu Harris has been the guy for a long time. I always look at Tohu Harris when it comes to Supercoach and think, geez, he's scoring well, but my God, he is – a second away from getting injured. Uh, it feels like he's been a second away from getting injured for the last 10 years. This bloke is just too tough for his own good. He epitomizes everything the New Zealand Warriors want to be. Toy Harris will be the 13 once again. I also think for as tough as he is and all this sort of stuff, he's ball playing has been wildly underappreciated over the last couple of years. So Toyo Harris locks himself into 13. I think Ford and Cape, or whichever edges they choose to use them on, uh, they'll join him in the back row. Let's get to the bench. Uh, Jersey 14, utility. Obviously, you've got guys like CHT, Metcalf, Tomato Martin, whoever misses out of that side could be the 14, but... With a guy like Dylan Walker, a mascot junior product, uh, I think he has to be there. The role that he comes on to play a bit of 13, the leg speed that he provides through the
through the middle. I think Dylan Walker is just so ideal for that 14 jersey. I think there's a lot of teams in this competition uh, that would give their left nut to have a guy like Dylan Walker coming onto the field. He just turns the game on its head whenever he comes on. So Dylan Walker, he'd be locked into jersey 14, which means you're going to have some very good halves missing out on this side, hence why the reserve grade team is going to absolutely brain it. Uh, I would have Jazz Tavanga in jersey 15. A little bit of a different body shape, uh, just tough as nails, very good defensively, can create a lot of second phase footy with his offloads. Uh, I love Jazz. He's, he just seems like a good fella, seems like a good teammate. And once again, you want guys that will put their head where most wouldn't put their foot, and that is Jazz Tavanga down to a T. Uh, let's have a look at Mitchie Barnett. He's got to be in this side somewhere. I would have him coming off the bench, as I said, I think in the modern game now. Um, I think, you know, 15 years ago, we say, oh, the best players have to start. Your bench players are shit. It's just been completely flipped on its head the last few years. Uh, for me, rugby league is broken down into quarters, not two halves, uh, and it's really crucial to win those certain quarters. And I think that the two middle quarters are wildly important in the modern day. Uh, and Mitch Barnett, you can bring him on. Once again, nice offload. He plays tough, good leg speed. He's got a quick play the ball. Uh, I think Mitchie Barnett is such a good player to bring off your bench with Marata Nekore, uh, who can play center. He can play edge. He can play as a middle. I'd be using him as a middle in this side. Um, and if you have an injury, just to, honestly, anywhere in this side, he can cover it by moving other guys around. So Walker, Jazz, Barnett, Nekore, that would sort of be the bench that I would run with. When I have a look at other guys that haven't made this side, uh, Tom Ale, I really, really like him. I think he's got a big future in our game. I can't get him in there at the moment. But as soon as there's one injury, he would come in and do a great job. Uh, you've obviously got the young guys I mentioned, Zion, uh, Laban, Kalani going, all these guys. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them snatches a bench spot as a bit of a smoky. Uh, but once again, I don't know who you take off the bench and I fuck knows who you take out of the starting side to get these guys in there. But if they had it, when they have injuries and suspensions this year, um, I think you'll start to see some of these young guys and they're going to really impress very quickly. Obviously, you've got AFB leaving the end of the season. So someone's going to have to sort of step up from this side and I still th I, th I think you'll start to see a few of these guys blooded throughout the year. Uh, you've obviously got one of the Lussick boys there. Can't get him into my side but very handy to have. I think that he has been braining it in preseason. Won some of their fitness challenges and whatnot. Uh, Ed Cossey doesn't get a bait either. Once again hit it, hit him and Adam Pompey. I don't think they'll be in the side uh, but they'll be great depth. Uh, Ali, the, the centre. I, I apologise. I don't know how to pronounce his last name and I don't want to butcher it. Thankfully there's only one Ali in this side. Uh, he obviously made his debut against the Canberra Raiders last year. I believe did a hammy 10 or 15 minutes into the game. I was obviously uh, at that game, and I actually met his family after. Uh, they didn't have the slightest fucking clue who I was, but I got to talk to them for 10 or 15 minutes about him and where he's come from and his journey and everything. They were devastated. I think they'd come over from New Zealand all the way to Canberra to watch that game and got injured. But a very, very good kid. I think he's got a bright future. I think he's a big watch in these trials. Um, honestly, the depth that this team has is unbelievable. Torpiki the magician that came down from the Burley Bears really really rate him as well you got to see him in first grade a little bit last season uh, he's got a heap to offer as well so honestly every single position in this side there's pretty much a, a first grader or a guy with huge potential that doesn't make this side that can cover every position. Not to mention Dylan Walker can play just about any position on the field. Metcalf can play a range of spots. CHT can play a range of spots near Corey. This squad is in a very, very good spot. On paper, there is no reason why this side shouldn't be a top four team. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I just think there is going to be a little bit of a regression this year. Hopefully I'm wrong. And as I said, I'll wear it from all you New Zealand Warriors fans if we are. Uh, but you Warriors fans, you know, you had a top four team last year. I think that um, the Warriors... I think you're out of the credit business now, yeah? We're not Visa. We're not MasterCard over here. We are looking at you as a top four side. We're treating you as a top eight side that is in contention for a premiership. So there probably will be less pats on the back and whatnot this year, but that's the reality of it. That's the reality of when you're a good footy side and you're gen- and you're genuinely competing in this competition. Um you don't want to be getting pats on the back and compliments all the time. You want to be treated like a top side. And how you go against the top teams will determine your season. That's the reality of it. That was the reality of it in 2023 as well. So the New Zealand Warriors, a very, very interesting side to watch this year. I've got the Warriors and the Knights as two of the most interesting top eight sides to watch. Both of those teams made big jumps last year. And it'll be interesting to see if they're able to maintain, improve, or have a little bit of a regression even if the Warriors do regress, I don't think it'll be a train wreck by any means. I think if you finish ninth or 10th this season as an NRL club, I think you've done it pretty well because I think the top eight is going to be absolutely stuck this year. I don't see anyone from the top eight missing the top eight again, probably outside of the Canberra Raiders. They're the only team that I'm confident doesn't play finals footy. Other than that, there's seven teams there. Um, and then you've got South Sydney, Cowboys, Parramatta, Manly get Turbo back. The Titans have improved. Pretty much every team outside the top eight has improved. So it's going to be very, very tough to stay in that top eight this year. I think the Warriors will be right on the fringe of it. Uh, But let's see what the coach has got. Obviously, he's impressed us in the first year. He's ticked all the boxes, which is fantastic. But the reality is he's just finished his first year of coaching. Um, You know, second-year syndrome is a thing when it comes to coaching, playing, expectations, a lot of things there. So we'll see how the New Zealand Warriors handle that heading into 2024. But for me one of the more interesting sides heading into this season. Shout out to Anton for sending through his notes and whatnot. Fantastic to see. Very, very helpful. Made me think about things a little bit differently from the New Zealand Warriors. He sent me a pretty abusive last paragraph too where he told me to shut the fuck up about talking about regression. So shout out to you, Anton. Absolutely love your passion along with all of you Warriors fans. Up the Waz. Hopefully you're a top eight side next year. Hopefully you're a top four side. And how good would it be if we got to see the Warriors win a premiership just before AFB departs, potentially before SJ leaves? Uh, it could genuinely be one of the best storylines in rugby league history. Cheers, legends. We'll see you next time on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.